We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We pay our respects to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people on the lands which Deepherd operates. Welcome back to the Grains Combo Podcast, brought to you by the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development in Western Australia. I'm Cindy Webster. And I'm Jeanette Pratt, and we are research scientists based in regional WA. These episodes shine a spotlight on the knowledge and tools developed by Deeper to grow the grains industry. There are loads of beneficials out there, and some of them are quite cryptic. And so it's a really good idea that if you do see something that's a little bit unusual or you don't know what it is, take a photo. But it's also a really good idea to know your beneficials so that uh, if you can avoid killing them, uh, it's a really good idea too because they're a free biocontrol agent. In today's episode, I'm talking with deep head entomologist Svetlana Michich about why growers should consider beneficial insects when spraying. Welcome to the podcast, Svet. Yes, Cindy. I do work with the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development as a research scientist. I look at insect pests of broadacre crops, mainly canola, but pretty much all broadacre crops. And Svet, today we're talking about beneficial insects, which sounds very contradictory. What do you mean by the term beneficial? So what we mean by the term when we talk about a beneficial insect, it's an insect or an invertebrate that actually feeds on pests. So it could be the larval stage or it could be the adult stage that uh, feeds on a pest of crops. There have been reports coming in from consultants and growers about seeing beneficials in insects in action recently. What can you tell us about what has been seen near Scadden? So what we are getting a lot of reports of is of brown beetles in paddocks. Now these are carabid beetles and you can tell it's a carabid beetle because when you look at it from the top of the beetle down, it's got jaws that, that are forward facing and that carabid beetles are generalist predators. So they feed on other beetles and usually they can feed on caterpillars and other insect pests. They are a nondescript brown beetle and can be present in high numbers, but they don't tend to stick together. And I also understand a grower near Tambala found some predatory maggots in their soil. What was the deal there? Well, this is a good thing to be doing is to dig up the soil and see what's in it because if you're having any root damage, you do need to be aware of the soil pests. But if you do find long, thin, white larvae uh, with no legs in the soil, and if you have a really close look at both ends and you can't see any chewing mouth parts it probably is a maggot and we have a lot of free living maggots that live in the soil and most of them are predatory feeding on small insects that are present in the soil. I see so we have touched on predatory beetles and predatory maggots what other types of beneficial insects should growers and consultants monitor for in crops? This is a really difficult one because the beneficials that we're looking at in crops can look quite different. So what we are really encouraging is if you see something that you don't know what it is, use the Pest Facts Reporter app, take a photo, a nice clear photo, and then we can identify whether it's a pest or a beneficial. Alternatively, it's a really good idea for people to be aware of what they're seeing. So please look at the notes at the end of this podcast just for some ideas of what else is out and about in the paddock. But what we do get a lot of reports of is predatory maggots. So they're the larvae of the hoverfly. 
And what would they look like, Svet? What would be some key features to look out for? The interesting thing about the hoverfly maggots is that they are found on top of the leaf surface. They are a little green grub with no legs and no chewing mouth parts, but do look quite different and sometimes get confused for caterpillars. So it's a really good idea that if you do see them to actually monitor what sprays are being applied for the aphids because the hoverflies can do a very good job of controlling aphids. I believe that there are beneficials that can parasitise aphids. Would you like to touch upon them a bit more? So if you are seeing an aphid colony and you see some aphids that are silvery in colour and look quite papery and brown, that's an indicator that the aphid has been parasitised by a parasitic wasp and the wasp is pupated inside and is ready to hatch out. Now, in springtime, a good population of parasitic wasps can control aphids, and so it's a really good idea that if you are seeing a parasitism, to keep an eye on what sprays are being applied because parasitic wasps are quite susceptible to insecticides. And the other thing is when you are looking at your aphid colonies, have a look on the outside of the aphids because uh, cabbage aphid, as you're very well aware, has got that white, white waxy coating on it. But we do have a number of fungal infections that attack aphids and they can have quite a white appearance. So it's a really good idea just to have a good look at the aphids because fungal infections and parasitism can control them. And how about ladybirds? I believe that their larvae can be very handy at controlling our pests. Absolutely, but these ones is another one where the larval stage looks so different to the adult stage. So ladybirds will definitely feed on aphids, as do their larvae, but their larvae are quite spiky looking and have got six legs and black in colour, but can be very difficult to identify. So it's a really good idea just to take a photo if you don't know what it is. Excellent. And so we've covered quite a few beneficials and there are more, but we'll put those links in our show notes. Can you tell us, Svet, what happens to beneficials with insecticides and why growers have to be careful with what insecticides they choose to spray on their crops? So for many of our insect pests, uh, they are controlled by broad spectrum insecticides. And that means that the insecticide is wide acting and acts on more than one pest at the same time. And what it also means is that it affects our beneficials as well. So, for instance, synthetic pyrethroids are broad-spectrum insecticide and will affect parasitic wasps quite effectively. They will control a population of those. And if you, say, spray a synthetic pyrethroid on green peach aphid, which are very resistant to SPs, you will control every parasitic wasp and the green peach aphids will survive quite nicely. And Svet, where can growers find more information about insecticides and what they should be spraying that can be less harmful to beneficial insects? So what we do have is on the DeepHerd website, we have a list of all registered insecticides that can be applied for crops against pests like aphids. And it should also be said that, look, for many of our pests, there are chemicals that can be used to that are very pest-specific. So if it's at all possible have a look at using these pest-specific insecticides. And there is also another resource, the Australian Toxicity Table, which can be found at the end of this podcast, Cindy. That's correct. Um, this table was done in collaboration between CESA Australia and the University of Melbourne. 
and with investment from the Grains Research and Development Corporation as part of the Australian Grains Pest Innovation Program. It is very important for growers to correctly identify beneficials and not confuse them with the many pests, insects that are out there. How do growers go about getting a good identification? So growers and agronomists, if you take a really good photograph, we can usually identify the beneficial from photographs, especially if there are not a parasitic wasp because they can be very difficult to take photos of. However, if the insect is too small or too fast, consider capturing it, putting it into a jar with some, now not many people have ethanol, but everyone's got a bit of methylated spirits. Put some methylated spirits in the jar with the insect and contact the pest facts team and we can arrange to get the sample for identification. Fantastic. And Svet, do you have any final messages that you'd like to give to growers and consultants on this topic? There are loads of beneficials out there and some of them are quite cryptic. So we do have a lot of parasitic flies, for instance, not just wasps. And so it's a really good idea that if you do see something that's a little bit unusual or you don't know what it is, take a photo. But it's also a really good idea to know your beneficials so that uh, if you can avoid killing them, uh, it's a really good idea too because they're a free biocontrol agent. Svet, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and highlighting the importance of beneficial insects. Thank you. More information on this topic can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode, you can download and subscribe to Grains Convo on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll be back on the 1st and 15th of every month with a new episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.